0: You are now listening to The Secret Life of a Grad Student. I'm Megan. I'm Laura. And we are two grad students who want to share the untold stories of graduate students past and present.
1: Hey listeners, today we are going to open our mini-series on taking time before grad school called Uncommon Paths.
0: Hi, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to talk about students who started later in life their PhD. So why why do we want to talk about that? And what do we mean by that? Uh, maybe, Megan, you want to like give a quick introduction yeah, about sure, it? Yeah,
1: sure, sure, sure. I will give the quick introduction. So a um, student who started their PhD later in life is generally older than the rest of their cohort. Most commonly, graduate students start their careers directly out of undergrad, and this is both for European students as well as American students. So in the case of a European, they would start their master's and then go directly into their PhD right after undergrad. And in the case of an American, they'd finish undergrad. And I mean, maybe even taking a year off to tech, I would still say is within the timeline of like an early student. But basically, they're starting their PhDs before they're 24, 25. What we're talking about are people who have started their PhDs later in life, 25 and over. 25 is really on the younger side still. And we kind of want to talk about some of the reasons someone might delay their PhD.
0: Can you, because I didn't do a break, but I believe you did a break. So can you just tell us why you did a break and what was your break?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, So I I did a a short break, but mine is a little bit weird because I actually left science for a year.
0: I don't think it's weird. I think it's a lot, li- it's a line with people who do break. I, I, what we mean by by doing a break, it's not about working in industry for a while and then starting your PhD later. It could be mm. one of the reasons that you do a break, but it also could be because you travel or yeah. because for personal reasons. So it's, it's we like, it's we try to like generalize this idea about like any kind of break. So even yeah, if you, fair. Megan, you, you, you didn't do science, <laughs> not very you enter into this category.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So I, um, right after undergraduate, I was incredibly burnt out. We'll go into all the reasons why when we talk about depression and mental health, Um, but I was really, really burnt out after undergrad, and I needed to take a break and figure out really what I wanted to do in life. I was, at that point, I think like, I I wanted to do science, but I just wasn't sure that I was going to be able to, and that I was and that I was going to have the opportunity to do it. it. It was a very confusing time for me so i decided instead of going after tech positions and going after like continuing to do science in the bay area i decided to take a year off and i spent that time volunteer organic farming i did that for half a year it's super cool <laughs> i like the <laughs> concept <laughs> so i felt like it was kind of connected to science because i was going to be working with you know living organisms and plants and at the time i thought like maybe i get into plant science. Um, but organic farming is really, really different from like engineering <laughs> plants to grow better. And the people in that environment are really very anti-GMO. Um, and, yeah. and it was it was such a different experience just like a, to be around really, really different types of people.
0: And it was enlightening. And yeah, I think, I think it's cool to, to not constantly surround yourself with your kind of crowd, right. with scientific, pure scientific people constantly, because yeah, I think it's, uh, it's good to stay a bit open minded, even if you're not into their kind of philosophy. Yeah. At the end, it's, it's, it can't hurt to at least experience their own life.
1: Yeah, exactly. So for, for reasons that I'm not going to go into, I only did the organic farming for half a year. And then I ended up spending the rest of the year working at a ski resort. And like there I had met people who definitely had like lives that were very, very different from my own. It was very, very eye-opening in a lot of ways. Young people from all walks of life coming together to bum out at a ski resort. Yeah. <laughs> was... So I I took that time off and after that year of just like mental, a mental vacation from science and from academia, from education, I was like, no, shoot, I really want to be a scientist. Like I want to go back. Um, And then I ended up teching for two years before starting my Ph.D., so that's like my
0: little like delayed start story. Um, yeah, but I think it, it, it touched exactly the point that we are trying to make today. It's that taking a break, it's something that can be very valuable, and you can learn a lot. It's not because you don't do pure science during a year that you're actually uh, regressing. In yeah. terms of curiosity or maturity, I think it's the opposite effect. It, Like you said, you were kind of like done off. But then at the end of this break, you actually really knew what you wanted to become. Yeah. And I I'm, think I'm that's kinda... really the point of making a break. I'm going to like add to that just
1: with some more specifics, sprinkle some specifics into the story. The reason that I, I there were two things that happened that made me realize that I knew that I needed to get back into science um, and that, like, this wasn't going to be a total, like, life change and career change for me. Like, I very easily could have just said, okay, I'm going to do something else with my life. Like, I could have easily continued farming. I could have easily continued, like, the haphazard life of, of being a ski bum who goes from one winter to another
0: that I mean yeah. that could have been my life easily and that's okay also yeah, that's okay definitely. because the whole purpose of that is to experience different things to find your way
1: yeah so the the thing that I'm gonna pepper the story with is that in both experiences like the farming and the ski bumming in the farming I was like constantly constantly curious about how I could get into agriculture from a scientific perspective. And I was trying to make a bunch of connections, you know, outside of like the anti-GMO hippie land. <laughs> that I was yeah. part of. I was based in Hawaii. So I was reaching out to scientists in Hawaii and trying to figure out if I could get, back in i think that there was something driving me there but then when i decided to go to colorado and ski bum there i ended up tutoring so
0: like like uh, tutoring like uh biology math no
1: i i just i was like very unstimulated mentally like i was getting a little bit bored and frustrated and like i needed to just like have my mind be active. So I found like a tutoring company just in one of like the nearby neighborhoods. And I said, I want to work here. I don't care what I'm teaching. Like I want to tutor. And so I ended up tutoring kids of all ages and like all sorts of subjects, like subjects that I had no business tutoring. In also.
0: <laughs> if they listen to us... <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not, not you.
0: It was really fun
1: to do the tutoring. And like, I was just like, man, I just want to do something with my life where my brain is on, like where, yeah. where I'm using. Uh, someone, someone when I was farming said that I was very cerebral. <laughs> and I think like,
0: I was very offended when they said that. <laughs> but with the- with perspective, but, you kind of, like, understand yeah. what they meant. yeah.
1: I, I completely understand what they meant. And, like, I think I, I started to accept it a little bit more. Um, and then I started doing the tutoring and was just like, man, like, I, I need to do something with my life that's
0: like this. Yeah. Um, so So the thing is that... For me, it took me a while to accept that you could actually take a break. And I've never taken a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm saying that because uh, now I'm like 28. And I kind of like take everything like every year after year after year after year. But the thing is that when I'm speaking for like more maybe French people, uh, because if people are listening, we interview Audrey Bascoul. And she was kind of like saying that in France, you kind of have this like philosophy of life that you have to go as fast as possible because being a genius and being like early contributing society kind of student and worker, it's very, very valued. So I grew up with this mentality. And so when I started college, I was 17 and I was in Switzerland and I was so surprised to be with classmates that were like 22, 23. And I was like, wow, you're so old. You're such a loser. Like in my head, I was like, (laughs) very stereotyped. And And I was like, and then almost not really asking them questions why, but eventually I was getting friends with some of them. And I asked them, hey by the way why why are you so so old and you and you were like in college now and they were like oh well it's because in switzerland you have the the army for a year and then because you make money for an entire year but you actually live in dorms of military so you don't spend any money and so after that you have a lot of money and people travel the world and and then they kind of like try to find themselves and then they're like oh i think i want to go to college and study engineering because when i was in this place in africa i helped this community etc etc and I was like getting very jealous actually about their life and I was like (laughs) damn like I don't know what I want to do with my life and I didn't even take any moment to step back and do something else. Also, I felt that because we didn't have this army thing in France, financially, I could not. Like, it was not a solution for me to step back. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't even know, I was not even looking for. So in my head, I was like, I don't want to do a, an entire year where I'm, like, racing. Like, I don't want to be a writer for, like, for a year and 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 be, like, in a town. Like, it could have, but it was not something that... I, I was imagining it uh, to do at all. But now with, uh, with perspective, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much more that you can actually find out when you take your time, you take a break. And at least for later in life, I feel that the people who had this opportunity to do it, they, not that they question less themselves, but they clearly have a more higher sense of purpose of why they are here. And then even like for exams, extra. Like, they were very good. They were good students because they, they really knew what they wanted to, uh, why they were here. And I was like, okay, I respect that. And actually, I wish I could have been able to do that and have the maturity to do it uh, or just the idea. But it was not from where I was coming from, was not something to think about. So it was like, get your degree as soon as possible, work as soon as possible, et cetera, et cetera. So it's funny that you mention
1: finances because I think that, on a side note, like I feel very lucky because I was in a financial position to take a year off um, after I graduated undergrad. But I think we need to mention on the side or just have some mention of it that, like, maybe some students out there want it, wanted to or want to take time off between undergrad and graduate. To find themselves but especially in america with the way that financial aid works yeah a lot of people can't actually do that
0: yeah th- that was my case i i started uh i i had a loan a student loan when i started uh, my my college and and after five years no matter what i had to reimburse so my right. clock was ticking right. already <laughs> yeah, exactly it's like
1: it, it's it's like the The clock is set by a bunch of external factors. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to caveat this whole thing by saying, like, we are not advising one way or another students to take time or not take time. There are many reasons to and not to. This is really more about sensitivity towards students who have taken time.
0: Yeah. And also, like, maybe if I would have heard a podcast talking about taking a break and I would have never really considered it, just having this kind of like seed plant into mm-hmm. your uh, mind that maybe if you're hesitating but you feel that, oh no, I should not because of this and this reason, mm-hmm. I don't think there is you should or you should not. Yeah. Really, if there, this is something that you want to do and it's just going to be a bit challenging because maybe financially you have to like just restructure things around. Right. It's, it's still, if you can do it, like it's a cool thing to do and you shouldn't like feel forced by your peers or coworkers to like finish as soon as possible because then you're gonna be more respected at the end. I think there is no such a thing anymore. Exactly. Okay, so can I go through my list now? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: I I feel like I talked about why I wanted to take time off or that I did take time off, Um, but there are a number of reasons that a student might have taken time off. And I made a short list and this is limited First is travel because we already talked about that. The second I think is really important is that maybe the student didn't have a passion for science early in life. Maybe that like came to them later and then like once that happened, they decided to pursue a career. Yeah. One of, if not two of the people we'll be talking to have had basically that story. Uh, The second thing is that like maybe the student didn't have the grades early on to pursue academia, pursue the sciences. And I think I just wanted to caveat this by saying that, you know, we've done a bunch of interviews, and in a lot of those interviews, um, we've talked to people who, when they've talked about their early influences in science, they've basically said, like, you know, I had really good grades. Yeah. You know, I was just sort of pushed into this field. I think that that's probably like the most common reason that people will pursue the sciences, but it's not the definitive reason, and not everyone who is in your Cohort or who you know, you'll be interviewing will have had that sort of privilege. Yeah. So, another thing that could potentially delay a PhD is parenthood. Um, mm-hmm. And this is especially the case for women. And I think, Laura, we're going to talk about this. You really want to talk about this later on in the episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then can continue with your list. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing is
1: like family could also be a reason to delay uh, your PhD. So some people have to some people become caretakers of their family. So like they may be in the boat, you know, they're the star student and they did have the grades to do science, but circumstances basically disabled them from pursuing a career because they had to take care of take care of people in their family. Injury is a big thing. So like military, which Laura yeah. already mentioned. Yeah. Um you could also have financial reasons to not pursue a PhD right away like there there is the case where you finish undergrad and the first thing you want to do is settle all of your
0: financial loans yeah 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 your student and loan. also and also <clears throat> doing a phd is not the thing that's going to help you to solve this no if you no. are dirt poor in a phd <laughs> <laughs> um and and that's sort of my
1: abbreviated list um but i think that it I think that it goes on beyond
0: that. Yeah, it's, there is more and more and more um, to go. But to, to just kind of go back on the parenthood thing, mm-hmm. we haven't found anybody. Yeah, and, and also, we also had difficulty to find women for this episode as well. Yeah, just in general. In general, it was like- much easier to find men that will speak up about it. So we don't really know why it was so hard to find women, even because there are not that many that actually had the chance to take a break because if you want to have to build a family and you when you already do a PhD it's already like kind of like 10 years of studying so now imagine you take a break so you might like finish around like I don't know up to like 35 40 so which has been the case of some of our people that we are interviewing they they they're gonna finish around like more 35 and some finish like more Uh, late 30s so now we imagine if you want to build a family and as a woman we we clearly not on the same scale with the men that can have a later life as a parent yeah so I was wondering it could be one of the reasons why maybe we haven't found so many women that take a break because of that I don't know yeah I I just want to
1: add to that and so like yes women have a biological clock but we also want to, I also want to mention that like not all women want to necessarily start families and factor yeah. that into their decisions. Yeah. Like, however, we just have to say that for, for many women out there, it is it is a factor and it is a consideration. And we're speculating yeah.
0: that like this is. I mean, yeah. um, so also the thing is that once again, with our society, heights. Set up, it seems that it's something that women, or maybe men, it's not something that we would be proud of. Even if it was the reason why, we will not speak up about it because it's something that we think that we are more than just mothers. We are more than, we, we want to be respected for our career, not for our family uh, situation. And so I was thinking it's maybe one of the reasons why it was difficult to actually find a woman that did that. Even if it, it's a really honest reason to do that and another thing about parenthood is that as we say like doing a phd is not something that's going to put you financially in a good position so once again even if you have your child and you want to go back to do a phd you better have somebody that can help you Because to be a parent and do your PG, like we just talked like our entire like mini series so far, it's been very focusing on ourselves, like as a student, as a person. But I think when you become a parent, there is like a satellite that you always have to like take into account and it's not a minor satellite. Like
1: if you have like the vision for your future in your mind and that parenthood is a consideration for you, then it's very difficult to take a break.
0: My sister, she kind of like did that. She studied midwife. And so she went to med school because in France to be midwife, you have to do the first year of med school. Mm-hmm. And and then she became a midwife and she worked and she was like, well, I really love my job, but I want to go back to med school. So she took a leap at like 26, Six, 25 to go back to med school but med school in france it's not just five years it's more uh eight years i know that she really wanted to have a family and that was something that almost almost hold her back because she was really thinking like what am i doing is it really reasonable to do that mm. and and then she she found a husband uh, as she was in med school back in med school and luckily uh he was uh, older than her uh like he was already practicing as a doctor so financially they were okay and so they could start a family as she was still in med school but it's something that she when she talks about it today like she, it's a very sensitive topic because she felt that she gambled a bit about her life as a mother versus med school so this is why I could clearly imagine that it's it's not for somebody who wants to have a, to become a, a mother or a father it's financially and time consuming all those reasons makes it like a very tough decision to make. And that could explain why you take a break or why you don't take any break.
1: So I think also just talking about our series and the people that we did end up finding and just how we typically organize our Episodes. So we usually try to organize our episodes by career stage, where, you know, the first person that we interview is usually like the earliest in their career. And the second is sort of like in the middle, and then the third is the most established. This one was a little bit challenging because, you know, it's sort of a mixed bag. It's hard to do it by age.
0: Yeah, it's, it was just hard to define like who is more or less established yeah so uh, so yeah so we just decided to like for this episode to like not try to categorize people into this uh, iraqi that we defined before and so just like for this episode to make it a bit less
1: yeah it, it'll it'll be less organized but i think that's you guys will forgive us for that. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention, and like I know that I sort of had a personal story tied to this series but Laura didn't. I kind of feel like a little bit of a cheater with my personal story. I know like Laura is like looking at me like, what are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't totally feel like I fit the definition, mainly because I
0: only took one year of a break. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, Um, I mean, I don't think it's a question of time that you put into the break. It's more how you set up your mind because for me it's clearly a break like you say you were burn off and then it? at the end you were like okay I want to become a scientist it, it can take you maybe six months a year five ten whatever yeah it's as long as it has the effect to like connecting you with your With your more like true self and giving you the courage to go back to school and do a PhD in school. So, regardless
1: of whether I fit the topic or not, I think I wanted to talk. What I just wanted to say is that, you know, I think this is the first series that we've done where the topic doesn't necessarily fit our profiles.
0: Yeah. And, and it's things. not what this podcast is about. It's not just yeah. all about us. It's we're gonna try to tackle other topics that are not we that we don't yeah, have any are, relationship to. Exactly. We, we just we are just hear curious stories. Yeah, yeah. We just so, want to hear stories, uh, different backgrounds, different experience. And if you have any topic that you want us to talk about, because you yeah. feel that you have your personal story and you also wondered if other people share the same, well, just don't hesitate to contact us, and we will try to take uh, every ideas into account.
1: I wanted to just end on that, and I think yeah.
0: good, right. I think that was the uh, that was the why we decided to talk about break before PhD. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Secret Life of a Graduate Student.
1: Next week, we interview Brett Garabedian, a first-year PhD who was previously a gemologist and a musician. We hope you tune in. Bye.